we had two episodes out the gate recorded for y'all for the new year. One about black people's relationship with their pets and two featuring a conversation that highlighted Chad Johnson and his discussion on Club Shay Shay. We decided to do the recording over again for Club Shay Shay, being that it was valuable information and something that we could relate to and provide our feedback on. With that being said, this is the episode that is being released today, and we hope that you enjoy it. We hope that it brings you some laughs, and most importantly, tap into the conversation about making it on less than your worth, um, finding value within yourself, and most importantly, remembering who you are. So... Enjoy this episode, the very first episode of the Brooke Black Bougie podcast of 2023 with Toya and I, and we'll chop it up next time. I wish I knew. I wish I knew these recordings. I wish I knew. I wish I knew. I wish you knew these recordings was gonna say fuck you. I wish you knew. Ding, ding. I wish you knew these recordings. I wish I knew. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa is right because truth be told, we had two episodes that were recorded and then come to find two fine. <laughs> We couldn't find them. Um, Something happened with the storage in my phone and where we record this podcast. Of course, through the Anchor app, we tried another method and things fell through. Fell through. What the fuck we gonna do? Do. 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 find (laughs) these recordings. (laughs) But we're here now. And so this is the very first episode since Mirrors, Towers, and Detours, where I came on and talked about my experience in 2022 and sometimes how you can't control what happens in your life journey. You just have to operate with the detours, deal with the pivots, and move on accordingly. But um, before we get into today's conversation... I want to ask, how are you? I'm doing good. And you? (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) About to make a move. Go to sleep soon. Ooh. (laughs) Heated blanket too. I wish I knew you wanted me. (laughs) So listen, we probably going to stop. We're going to stop. That's on the rock. That's on the rock. Yeah. 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 Shit like that. Um, I'm actually stopping now. And uh, we just going to talk it out. Talk it out. Talk, talk it out. out. Ooh, 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 ooh. Talk it out. Talk it out. Talk ooh, it out. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas always trying to harmonize on the ass notes. <laughs> Listen, all right, we're we're here. 
one of the conversations that we formerly, you know, previously recorded, we're talking about here formerly, formerly, we previously recorded was um, an episode or a clip that we saw of Chad Oshosinko mm-hmm. talking about wasted bags. Mm-hmm. And I wanted us to start out with that journey, having a conversation about that specific clip. To set the tone for the bags that we've wasted and the bags that we decided not to waste anymore. <laughs> just the way the hand just kind of let it all go. I'm David Ruffin. <laughs> and you are the temptation. And now to let you go. <laughs> yeah. David Ruffin and the temptation. Let's try that sound. That motherfucker played that part to the T. Shout out to Leon. Like, come see you, Otis. He they said, shoot me. No, Daddy, that's not what he said. That's another motherfucker. Uh, my hope is always up from nine to five. Black people love to mix up the five heartbeats and the temptations and have them battle. Like, who's the better one? We gotta watch both movies. That's the shit that I need to be talking about. Because why when y'all watch the Temptations, which is a whole fucking eight hours, because it's a mini series that they that they put together. Sunshine, blue sky, please go away. Day after day, I stay locked up in my room. I know to you, it might sound strange, but I but wish it would rain. Oh, I wish it would rain. Oh yeah, I wish it would rain. Oh, yeah, too fine. <laughs> that motherfucking Cedric, the entertainer. How the fuck you gonna tell Avant too fine with the finger? I wonder up? if they added that part. I don't know. He he up here looking at him sideways and shit. Like he is thinking. He said, you need to go up too fine, too fine. And then it was the eye and shit. I said, yo, Avant, get out of here, bro. Get out of here. This shit that really tripped me out about it, too. It's like, you know for singing, break me off a beat. I on a rock, yo, wild. What type of shit was this? Make a little bit out of a guy. <laughs> what the fuck? Go get all stinking and wet. I can't believe they had that shit. Fucking music. <laughs> oh, God. Hold on. A, now you now you peep the lyrics, right? They have the nerve to follow up with that shit. Go get all stinking and wet. Fucking music. Yeah. Hey, yeah, booty. Till you drop. Fucking music after get all stankin' and wet. Stankin' and wet. <laughs> Funky music. <laughs> Funky music after stankin' and wet. These motherfuckers here is Clever on the wordplay. Because <laughs> as kids, we didn't realize that. We get all stankin' and wet. <laughs> sometimes he would add that in, sometimes he wouldn't. That shit took me out. Took me out. <laughs> we done did, had like five kids for conversations about music. To find the topic of this today's podcast. To find a motherfucking topic. Because right now, what is going on? <laughs> Niggas are just rambling. 
a Rambo. <laughs> a rock. <laughs> That's the shit that took me out. You know, back in the day when they would say fuck music. Now, like, I don't even know why. I love your soul right now. My, my baby, man. Hey, yeah. I love you so right now. Level who? Level who? The fucking ad lib. Level who? Level who? Gonna let, gonna let, gonna let you go. No, no, no. Pretty little baby. baby. I said. That motherfucker said, I, I said. To. No, he, he, said, he didn't say, I said. No, he, he said, said, I said. He said, I tried to understand. Girl. I pray that you love. It will come to me someday. <laughs> the light's on me. And I'm all this drumming, man. Yeah, yeah. That motherfucker went crazy on that. Man. <laughs> yeah, you heard, I heard that shit. Man. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> baby. Oh, yeah. That's what KC to get that shit from. It's the heritage of it. Dragging that, ooh, that. Uh, uh, you want that, you want that one note? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I can't even get it out because you fucking looking at me. Go on back. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I'm trying to say something. Oh, I see the mouth moving like that. <laughs> bye bye. I think about freaking you. You know what's coming. <laughs> But that motherfucker was—he had some nerve. Baby, yeah, the way his and the way he did that, they had—they started laughing. <laughs> the thing is, he can actually sing. Yeah, but he was sh- baby, yeah. <laughs> like you ain't have to do all of that shit. Like you sounded crazy singing that shit in front of them with that yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I gotta post the clip because this shit lives in my head rent fucking free. That nigga got condos in my goddamn head. That's how much that, that clip lives in wait, my head. Clip two five. Two, I can't five. be loud. Okay, listen. The very last time that we wish your eardrops. <laughs> They said, come on. <laughs> if we said stop, <laughs> politicking is coming real soon. <laughs> but we were caught up in, in lyrics. All, I was going to say, in all of the references. <laughs> it was my satisfaction. We knew right there to tell you this. Do do do. Real music heads know what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> bringing it back. This politicking segment, we're going to be talking about a conversation that Chad Johnson Ocho Cinco had on Shannon Sharp's podcast. Okay, really intriguing conversation about wasting bags prioritizing money and living within your means and we thought it would be great to set the tone for what it is and what's up got your nigga in the cut god damn don't waste them bags y'all now with that being said <laughs> i would like to welcome you all to another episode of the broke black bougie podcast where we create candid conversations for young black women and it's relatable because we've all been there we've been happy to make it on less than our worth we do it while steady transferring black assness and ultimately busting our work Hell. 
to live our best life. Are you ready for the politicking segment? Ready. It only took us about 11 damn minutes to get to it. Do it like a satisfied whatever it is. So I came across on Twitter, okay, from the Shannon Sharps podcast club Shay Shay. And um, he was interviewing Chad Johnson. And there was a clip where Chad was sharing that he saved 83% of his salary by laying low, not investing in very expensive things, mm-hmm. and refraining from buying things that he considers stupid. So a few things that he said in the podcast was, number one, labels to him really wasn't a thing because his name was bigger than any label that he could associate with. Mm-hmm. So he didn't find worth in wasting money or, you know, unnecessary funds on buying things that just weren't worth it to him. Right. Basically, make it make sense. Make it make sense. He shops at Claire's. He spoke about um, not having, you know, a $50,000 watch on. It was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. And noticing, like, him being rich for such a long period of time, for a few decades, when... um, when he's seen other rappers in the game who are really hot and no longer have that type of clout today, mm-hmm. they blew all of their money and don't have the same stability. Right. You know, they got their coins and now they're gone. So I want to play a clip of what it was that he was speaking about and then provide our feedback on what it is that he's saying, you know, with regards to his spending habits, um, what makes people spin that way, how people tap into those things, so on and so forth. So I'm going to play a clip from, from Club Shay Shay. No, we do not own this, but it's essential that we uh, share with y'all. So do your homework. You don't need all these people. Because if, if they knew, name one investment person that's in a position and is rich. How you going to tell me what to do with money and you haven't made it yet? Right. To give me an example of what I should do. Nah, man, I, I don't I don't like that. I don't like that. We put we put our money in too many people's hands and you don't know what's going on. You say you interned at Morgan Stanley. Was it was it of the utmost important that you go understand? You knew what money was, mm-hmm. but now that I have it, how do I keep it? Yeah. And that's what I always tell guys. It's mm-hmm. not how much you make, it's hey, how much how you much keep. keep. And the funny part about it is people, social media. Well, if I spin this bag, I'm just going to make it back. It ain't like you think. No. And people, they think the cure and the problem, the fix for the problem is, well, give me more money. I'm going to be all right. But the more you make, the more you spend. Right. If you have- mm-hmm. Okay. So he dropped a lot of gems. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this clip is actually nine minutes long. It's about nine minutes long. Uh, the podcast recording is absolutely longer than that. But it's an insightful conversation because some of the things that Chad points to is talking about why people feel like they need to impress others or why people show up away with with their wealth or spending the idea of spending their coins and getting it right back. So before we tap into a deep dive of what he was saying, I think it's important for us to answer the question, have we ever fucked up a bag? Hell yeah, Shani. I just wanted to share some stories. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Hell, I fucked up bags for other people. <laughs> <laughs> that those bad bags. When you fuck up bags, then you can't even spend it on yourself, but you spend it on others. I'm, on, I'm thinking about somebody else. Mm, 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 mm. More, I got more a bag with your name on it. <laughs> That's your ass, nigga. Mr. Postman. Mm. Like, I'm over here focusing on, well, hell, taking <laughs> Take care of family. Taking care of family? <laughs> what do family do? <laughs> family done fucked up my bag. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Okay, Terry. <laughs> okay, Terry. Yeah, that's how I felt. <laughs> okay, Terry. You knew exactly where I got it from. I that. You know exactly where I got it from. Shit. You know where I got that shit from. You know exactly where I got that shit from. Show, do show your ass. Yeah. Baby, show, show your ass. Right. Yeah. I know. Fucked up my bag for family. And yet, you know, yeah, I, I gave it back. When it leaves. I'll, I'll get it back. Negative. <laughs> Nigga been struggling ever since. <laughs> no, but for real though, like that's, that'd be the thing, right? Because people, especially like where you grew up, where we come from, right? Um, a lot of those who grew up as have-nots, mm-hmm. oftentimes when you do get a bag, your bag is never your bag. No. And as black women, I think it's so important too to note that like your bag is never your bag. As black women... We be taking care of folks. Yep. We be trying to take care of ourselves. Yep. Sometimes we be putting other people above ourselves. Yep. Clubs, cups be depleted. By the time we need our coin, it, insufficient point. <laughs> no, that cup done crushed. Crushed. You know, you you saw a flat McDonald's cup in the middle of the street. Yes. That's 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 that's, that's, that's what that cup is. It ain't even signed, still delivered. It's gone. It's cup gone. Has runneth over. <laughs> no, chapter runneth over the it. cup. <laughs> run it. Let me see. You can run it, run it, and did. And did. <laughs> but that's a that's a fact. Like I even look at my experience, and I've seen that I fucked up a lot of bags mm-hmm. for the same reasons. The reasons that we are here. But also reasons where, like, I'm looking at it like, yo, the dynamic, the relationship right. with money could have been different because there were moments where I wasn't making enough and I had an income problem. I wasn't making enough to afford my bills. Mm-hmm. And then there were moments where I was making enough and was fucking over bags. Just, just fucking, it, fucking, it, just fucking, it, fucking it over. <laughs> just, you know? And... You get to the point where you ask yourself, how is it that I'm making over $85,000 a year and I'm not able to save any of that? How is it that I'm not showing up to the best of my ability Mm -hmm. with my finances? Mm -hmm. At some point, it's you. At some point, it's your boundaries. At some point, it's you not being able to say no. At some point, it's you not prioritizing Living your best life. You saying you ain't going back and forth with these niggas. You went back. You went back. In full. In full. In broke now. You know, it's like a sport. Back, back, and forth, and forth. Yes, that's the, that's the exact song you knew, that I was you, thinking about. I was, that was on my lips for you who said it. And, and I, I like it. it. Well, okay. at that moment, we must have liked it. Because we must have liked it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, shit. Because at that, at that moment, like 
Shit. Wasting all of your fucking time. I mean, shit. You get under my skin and suck me dry. That's exactly yeah. what was happening. Too many of us don't understand our relationship with money. And for most of us, it's been an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. And the way that we have been communicating, communicating, excuse me, has been with our money. Yeah. In ways of showing, I support you. I love you. Mm-hmm. I care about you. So I'm doing this for you with this. Mm-hmm. Like I am willing to sacrifice yeah. even some of my own needs. To make sure that you are okay. Me? I'm not in that equation. Oh, hell no. I'm not in that equation. I'm saying that at the moment, like you're saying. Yeah, you know? so it's like, it's it's conditioning mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, yeah. we are conditioned to show up beyond our means. Mm-hmm. Dealing with forced family responsibility. Dealing with finances that are simply not okay. Right. You know, like, we definitely could do better. And, you know... <laughs> When I think about what we spend our money on, motherfuckers be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm making money and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm stable and shit like that. But then you print out that bank statement, and that bank statement says, wah, 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 wah. Or it's that, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, you talking to me like I'm dumb. I should have known to leave your broke ass alone. <laughs> no. You know, bank statements don't lie. Right. And I think of it this way, like, When I was working in government, budget season was always rough. Mm -hmm. But with budget season, you were able to see where the state was allocating its funds. And where the state allocated its funds told a lot about what was the priority of the state. Right. You know, you got more money going to policing than you do to education. You know, you funding the shit out of these motherfuckers, but our communities are deprived. We see where your priorities lie. Right. With our bank statements, it's the same thing. Like, damn, sis, this your sixth time this week ordering from Uber Eats. I know you love the food, but cook. You know? Shit. Groceries by the arm, a leg, a tooth, and a foot. Hell, heart, lung, and kidney. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So now people are excessively showing up with spending. But I must ask, um, how do you think about this culture of what affects our spending? Do you think social media takes a toll on how we spend? Huge, huge factor. <laughs> huge. You know, dogs be like, huge. Huge factor. And I say it because, you know, it's this persona. Mm-hmm. Nobody, like you said, nobody, you said a while back, mm-hmm. nobody's having a, 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 a bad day. Right. Everybody's on their A game. Mm-hmm. When it comes to social media. Yeah. That's a problem. Because you have so many people are trying to live up to what they're seeing others do. You remember a while back? This was years back. This was years before social media. And, you know, some of the celebrities were saying, like, how half of the shit they be rocking, that should be given to them. Yep. Or a, 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 a stylist wants them to... Uh, uh, um, um, showcase their their clothes or jewelry, and that's a gift to that to that celebrity. And it's like niggas is breaking their back to spend over five thousand for the damn outfit that a that a rapper or 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 or, or, or artist uh, R and B artist has worn. I'm like, you don't have the same bank account they do. 
You mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. But it is the persona of is the, the, the persona is if I have it. Basically, take it till I make it. Look, I have it. I'm going to obtain it soon, or I already have it. The perception of what you're looking at me right now, rocking this thousand dollar outfit, and I got zero in my account. It says a lot. It's all about what people perceive and what, and, and, and what they take in. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think? I mean, you've grown up in an era where we didn't have social media, and yet I didn't see how social and media how changed. It changed drastically. I remember Instagram was a place where you could share pictures, but not the type of pictures that you share today, <laughs> where it had those ugly ass brackets over it. Like yeah. I remember the evolution of the app, and what I started seeing is social media become this tool for people to make money, but also display their the way that they live mm-hmm. you know this is the way i live hey big boy too for sure now back to the story is um i think social media has been a blessing and a curse especially with regards to like my generation because mm-hmm. there's so much access at the palm of your hand yes you know it's a great tool to network to meet people to learn to right. build something right you know, especially if you want to be able to leverage your voice, you can do that. Use the right hashtag, be discovered. Right. Um, however, in the same breath, we see so much and have so much immediate access to celebrities in ways that we didn't back in the day that, like, folks want to almost emulate what they see on the social media pages. Right. You have folks like Ari. You have folks like Jada. You have... Um, other creatives who are out here doing a damn thing. You have folks like Ja. And, like, I get inspired by seeing black women win. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I also think that sometimes we run into this this idea of wanting to be perfection, you know, or wanting to show up the way these folks show up as if we are in alignment with these folks. And it's like, yo, you got to remember, these people who could get 50 bands in a day for a booking, or, you know, have somebody pay to promote their, their, their product. Right. You're not living that life. And so you showing up in a way where you want to be the next so-and-so. And you stunting and you, you know, showing all of this. But the money that you're spending your bag on ain't even an investment. Like, with these folks, they could spend a bag on shit and have it replenished. Because they have that type of wealth. We don't. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we want to filter what we actually have going on in our lives. Showing up, making it seem like we, we, we let me take you to a place I want. I know you want to go. It's the good life. Hey, 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 hey. And we're suffering. We're in debt. You and know? It, and it's just, basically, it's just basically put it into perspective. Mm-hmm. From what Chad spoke about, Ocho Cinco spoke about, it was longevity. Mm-hmm. I see that I know... That my body can only do so much within this career anyway. I'm going to make sure that I stack up all my bread. So that way when I do retire, I am well well off to live to live off what I have. To live life on your terms. You know what I'm saying? There's no restrictions. Mm-hmm. You know, he's being smart, strategic. Even when he mentioned about him being, you know, a, a rookie and yet staying in the stadium for yeah. his first two years. It was just him being strategic. And yet, too, I think, when it comes to the mentality, if you know where you've come from... You be hungry, it's, it's very different. It's a, it's a different mentality. It's almost like we... we Not saying that we, that, 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 you know, we kind of penalize ourselves, but it's more so of us knowing that we've made this much. We're really getting out the mud. And we're really getting out the mud. And yet, now, we want to make sure that we, can, that we contain it all. Mm-hmm. We don't want to really truly spin like that. Mm-mm. 
And we're not saying that you that, that you know you can't spiritually or so by all means you can do that, but yet within reason. Knowing where you stand when it comes to your finances, you know? Right. There's nothing wrong with having quality no, things. No, nothing wrong with that. But when your quality things actually affect your financial health, that's a problem. Yeah. You know? I had to ask myself, especially in seasons of my life when I began to make more money, why was I constantly going broke? Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't make it didn't make sense, literally. C E N T S. And a lot of it was because I was overspending, mm-hmm. overspending out of convenience, and that didn't serve me. Mm-hmm. But when I looked up, I didn't have the quality shit that someone who made what I made, someone who has different types of streams of income, like, it was just shit wasn't adding up. Right. And it also was because I wasn't adding up. Mm-hmm. My mental health was out of whack. Right. My physical health shit, that was out of whack too. And my relationship with money just wasn't my relationship with money. Your whole equilibrium you know, was all. fucked up. Well, you know, my relationship with shelf and shit. You know, you got to make sure you take care of the shelf. Because you right. don't take care of the shelf, you're going to need some help. Better word, help. You know word, what I'm saying? Word, word. You got to get that shit right before that shit right you. Right. Uh-huh. You like that, huh? I like that, Yeah, huh? yeah. True. True criminal. <laughs> no, but uh, that's, that's what... Uh, I, I was going going through, but I also think this ties into some of the things like with how we see ourselves, yeah. us being worthy, us being valuable. Because one of the other things Chad said was, I didn't care about those brands because my name was bigger. And it is powerful. But we all should see ourselves in that life, whether or not we're a superstar, um, someone who is well-known. So, like, regardless, we should see ourselves like... The bags don't define me. It reminds me of a of a lyric by um, Molly Music. He said, we make women buy purses on them with letters on it that that show them they're not worth less. We, we, we did it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, I fucked up the lyric, but moral to the story is we buy things to define that we're not worthless when we already exist in our people of value. Yeah, very much so. And understanding that what once we get to the point where we can understand mm-hmm. our value mm-hmm. is beyond what we purchase yes we will be better off and to understanding that you don't have to compete with nobody else mm-hmm. stay in your lane mm-hmm. that's the most important thing you you ever saw that meme where somebody's in a pool uh i think it's like like during like uh they they they're racing Mm-hmm. But yet, the person that's getting it is focusing straight ahead and not looking at nobody else, but the other person in the other lane is looking at the dude next to him. And you're losing. You're losing. Every time. Every every time. <laughs> oh, no, I can't. But every time. If you, you know, know the reference, you know. If you know the reference, you know. But it's just it's just understanding, like, listen, not saying that you, that, you know, you will not never get there, but yeah. yet just making sure that you stack accordingly. To where you are at mm-hmm. this present moment, mm-hmm. regardless of what position you hold, mm-hmm. if you know you have a desire to be at a certain a certain uh, uh, place fi- financially, work towards that. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. With with him, he was like, "Listen, I went to Claire's to get my jewelry. It looks the same. It do. It do. People know Google you, who you are, how much you make. My name." alone you know what i'm saying that was so powerful for him to even say that 
it's so interesting to me too because I will never forget it. Um, there was a party that had happened, and I guess folks was hating on somebody who uh, is a DJ, a well-known DJ mm-hmm. um, from from Obs, and they were taking a look. They had like this, uh, you know, that um, tool that shows whether or not your your jewelry is fake, right? And they put it up, and it, with somebody else, the shit went green. They put it up with him his shit wasn't green so they was like oh it's fake it's fake it's fake and I was just saying to myself like even if it is fake at the end of the day y'all attended that man's event that man who sells out an auditorium who sells out different venues Remember what Big Red said I'm putting money in your pockets putting money in your pocket The, the tickets you bought fueled him mm-hmm. you know no funny shit but the amount of money that he made off of that night was probably somebody's entire salary one of their salaries who wanted to check his chain so even the way that we think about like oh he ain't if he oh he's something he wearing fake shit this that and the third it don't even matter because the real the real the rich niggas who really got it they wearing fake shit too and even if it is real at the end of the day like you talk about cars depreciating. You buy a chain for a hundred grand. You try to get that shit in. You ain't getting a full hundred grand no, when it's time not. for that shit to be no, you're not. swamped out. No, you're not. Exchange for cash, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who show up that way. Um, it makes me think about this report and also the statistic related to lottery winners. Mm-hmm. So, a 2009 report released by Sports Illustrated stated that. By the time they have been retired for two years, 78% of former NFL players have gone bankrupt or are under financial stress because of joblessness or divorce. Mm. There's another statistic that says lottery winners, regardless if they win $500 million or $1 million, 70% of them after five years go broke. And we may sit here and be like, man, these motherfuckers got so much money. How the fuck they go broke, right? But it's the same as you going from making a low-wage position to being salaried and making a sufficient amount of income according to society standards. Mm-hmm. And you're dealing with lifestyle creep where you're starting to spend more. Then you start to spend excessively. Then you're living paycheck to paycheck. Like a, a year and a half ago, there was a report about high-income earners that they were calling Henry who made over $100,000 a year but was still broke. And I'm over here looking like, y'all motherfuckers still broke? <laughs> it's not enough? No, 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 no. The way you manage that motherfucker ain't enough for you. You have an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> you was in a situation with yeah, your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it ain't benefiting you. Nah. Not the way it need to. <laughs> not the way it need to. Mm-hmm. So, when you look at everything mm-hmm. from where you are right now, making the salary that you make where do you want to see those changes when it comes to um obtaining more meaning making sure that you have a a a nice cushion for yourself restate the question Being where you are right now, mm-hmm. when it comes to you being salaried, 
and you're making decent money. Mm -hmm. Where do you ideally want to see yourself when it comes to a cushion? When it comes to that next egg that we've heard that conversation about having that next egg, you know? Yeah. Like, where do you, where do you see this? I want to have an estate mm -hmm. that is worth a lot of money. <laughs> okay. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll say that I want an estate that is not a small estate. Mm -hmm. I want a big estate. I want to be able before my 30s to have at least $100,000 cash. And I believe that is doable mm -hmm. with how I'm managing my money moving forward. Right. Not how I've managed my money in my past. Okay. Um, I also think having a positive net worth is something that's important for me. Mm -hmm. Because I am somebody with my master's who has debt, you know, student loan debt. And um, having debt is not, it, it's not cute, you know what I'm saying? It definitely does affect your ability to build wealth. But um, I know that in the future, given the type of things that I want to um, focus on from creative projects to, you know, different brand and brands and platforms and things of that nature, as well as um, my career in policy, I'm going to be making more than I am making right now. Right. And I want to be able to have experiences where I am not strained or strapped for cash. Right. I'm able to live life on my terms. And what I mean by that is do what I want to do on a random Tuesday. On a random Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it is, right. I want to be able to do what I want and have more leisure over my time. You know, like, I want to have leisure mm -hmm. and I want to have time to do the things that is rooted in, in, in how we define find leisure. How I sleep, how I eat, right. how I travel. Yeah. Um, the people in my community, mm -hmm. folks that I become a part of their communities with, like all of these different things, I want to be able to live life on my terms that bring me ease. You know, growing up, mom would always say, um, I want to be comfortable. You know, comfortable is how you define it. Right. I want to be able to have comfortability and have enough where I am okay, you know? Right. If I didn't go to work in a year, I'll still be good. Right. You know that's that's what I that's what I want, and I think that people should desire that. Um, and being a working entrepreneur, it is it, it makes you look at things differently because part of me too is like I don't want to have to worry about working for somebody else for for the rest of my life. That's not what I desire for myself. Mm -hmm. um, but it requires you to do work for yourself right. to be grounded in a different way in order to get there. So, Because there's still discipline. Yeah, there's still discipline. And motherfuckers be like, oh, ha, 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 I never wanted to work a nine to five. Yeah, but baby, when you working for yourself, you working from nine to three. <laughs> you know, sometimes nine to ten. You know, you you don't you don't you don't work, you don't eat. You know, it's it's a different type of fire under your ass because you have to move differently. Mm -hmm. That's what I see for myself, and 
that's what I desire for the people around me too to be able to live life on their terms right. and on their time by how they defined it. Right. All of us ain't gonna be Chad Johnson. No. A NFL player, a rapper, you know, like but there are other ways to, to be successful. Oh yes, definitely. And to build stability beyond what you know and we have to see that for ourselves mm-hmm, absolutely envision it and then you know let that come to fruition mm-hmm. you know um i just think you know just just getting over you know just focus on you you are your star player within within the scenario of how you want to how you want things to change mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying you are in competition with yourself with yourself and this filter shit, people be like, no filter. But we all got filters on our lives. Of course we do. But what we post on social media, nobody is posting when shit is bad. I used to post consistently on social media in my early 20s. Every day, post, 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 post. And then one day, I became really depressed. One day, I didn't feel worthy. You know, one day I felt like my focus should have shifted off of social media and into myself because I started looking at my adulting experience differently. Mm -hmm. Like, what represents me being an adult? Is it how I live? Is it what I wear? Is it the type of stability that I have? have? Why do I feel like I'm further behind? Like, I have all of these things moving for me, but I also feel stagnant. You know, do I even feel valuable? Like, I was going through it. And I was during a time where I didn't have therapy, but what I was noticing was that I was wearing a filter. On the Broke Black Bougie page, I will never forget it, there was a moment where I shared a post about having a filter on your life. Having a filter on your life, excuse me. And there was a gif that, you know, showed somebody taking a picture and then moving away from the picture and the back of it was just... It was like they were living in a, a, a completely different world. But it's the shit that we don't see. That's why we don't need to be in competition with nobody. No. Because there's so many things that we got to end up gathering up mm-hmm. within our own space to make sure that it is right for us. So how the hell am I going to compete with somebody else? That's throwing me off focus on what I need to take care of. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, it's just like, it's just really honing in to what you want for you. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Which brings me to the last thing that I want to share that Chad um, brought up during his interview. He said that he made some mistakes. You know, he he regret um, some purchases, which was several luxury cars. I done purchased at least everything. Bugatti, Ferrari, I, I did it all. I got to a point in my career and I wish people athletes more so. If you can get to a point in your career where your name becomes bigger than anything you can purchase, there's your value. Now, I kind of alluded to this earlier, this point earlier, but I think we should really define what makes us worthy. It's not what we have on. It's not the bag that's associated with us. It's not how people love us or don't love us properly. Mm -hmm. It's not the shoes we have on our feet. It's not the car we drive. A lot of us, let me tell you, myself included, I love a nice Benz. I love a nice Audi. Mm -hmm. I love a nice BMW. I love a nice form. Okay? But if you riding around here thinking you getting it, 
in some shit that is more than what you have in your bank account, you 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 hustling backwards. If you think that defines your worth, yes, you know you're hustling backwards because none of what you have defines you. Salon said it the best. You try to change it with her hair. Thought a new dress would make her feel better. She read her credit card bill up. She sexed it away, drunk it away, slept it away. You know? Mm-hmm. We all got different cranes in our life. True. I just think we have to figure out how we process what is meaningful to us. And not only that, just really pouring into yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, however that looks for you, self-care. Yep. Um, and that could be meditation, that could be yoga, that could be working out, that could be prayer, that could be reading scripture, that could be anything. Under the sun, listening to music, that could be anything for you. But it's just really pouring into you. Outside of materialistic things, you know. And, like you said, the materialistic things does not define you. Mm Mm-mm. How do you define you? Mm-hmm. This is nobody else's opinion about you. Mm-hmm. This is how you define you. Mm-hmm. Your inner thoughts. What you think of you. How do you see you? How yes. do you love on you? Yes. You know, it's important. I don't think we look at that because if we did, it'd be a lot. It'd be a lot of harsh realities for a lot of us mm-hmm. to sit there and really be like. I really gotta take care, take better care of myself. Yeah. Knowing the things that I've done or that I haven't done for me. Yes. And knowing that I've sacrificed a hell of a lot and now I'm in shambles, you know? Mm hmm. So. Sacrifices we make for other people. Mm hmm. Sacrifices we don't make for ourselves. Right. You know, the way the way our money shows up, we, we gotta take inventory. Or the the cycle is repeated. Like, fucking up a bag is all fun and games mm-hmm. until you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, when you fucked up? Nobody and wants you when you're down and out. You no. heard the Bobby Womack no. song? No. Everything's off with you. Nothing is 100% on. Everything is off with you. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. attitude off. Your attitude off. Your, your spirit, your spirit gone. <laughs> your spirit go empty. Every- <laughs> People asking you, all right? I'm fucking all right. <laughs> like, well, damn. Like, I, I've it's asked, is everything right. good? You know, you showing up to work madder than a motherfucker. You, got, you, you got, showing up to work broke. You, you got a, you got two big ass dark clouds behind you <laughs> when you go to work. <laughs> you got a, you, you got a customer service job, and you tell people, well, this fucking pay per, like, wait. She just asked you if she got some butter. You got upset about the <laughs> butter. Upset. She just needed direction. <laughs> <laughs> or the patient wanted just to get another shirt. You got upset because she wanted another shirt? Yeah. Yo, check that. Dave <laughs> <Date> yourself. <laughs> and we've been there, so it's okay. It's okay. Let loose, let God let go. <laughs> you know? Restructure. That's all you gotta do. Watch me. Your hand motion was saying, mm-hmm. it's saying rewind. 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 Turn around. Turn around. Start from the beginning. And yet, Strike that. Reverse it. Th- I like that. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. Gotta be able to focus on you. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, listen, we're gonna transfer out of the politicking segment and go into wait a minute. 
I wish y'all could see us right now because this motherfucking year Toya head is in her hand. She's shaking. You know, I don't know if it's whether or not she's shaking out of needing some sleep <laughs> or shaking out of laughing and trying to hold it in so she don't take over the entire sound. But it's, <laughs> you know, with the, the one of them laughs where your shoulders is like, <laughs> uncle at the cookout going, <laughs> bouncing, bouncing around. Actually, I, I, you know what, what it is? What it is is, I don't know if y'all ever watch I Love New York. For the grown folks in the house, his house, we watched I Love New York. And there was a brother named It on there who was funny as hell but just did a lot. Um, there was a, a clip out of the scene where he was going to the kitchen and like shaking when he had like the chip bag or some shit. He was just shaking mad hard. That is a perfect description of Toya currently. And we're going to get into the politicking segment. Oh shit. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's the segment that's coming up. I'm all fucked <laughs> Oh, girl, I've been cracking myself up and just cracking. <laughs> Don't you the old folks get on your nerves and say, ah, 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 yes it is. Girl, sit your ass down somewhere. It's it ain't disturbing. all that. It's disturbing. It is disturbing. Like, what? You know what? And the, now that I think about it, Smokey Mom was was dealing with... He, she was giving him forced family responsibility. Because you know damn well them cigarettes cost more than a fucking dollar. And he told your ass, this ain't enough. And you gonna turn your ass around and tell your son, make it enough. No, making of you. These are... The makings of you. Problem. Problematic. Bad boundaries. Fucking up your son's pockets. What if the nigga ain't have enough? He should have had enough because he sold some drugs. You know? But that nigga was smoking his shit. So at this point, whole premise of the story. That's why they actually got into the situation. A hundred dollars. The last few dollars. Last few dollars. That's what he had. Yeah, hundred dollars. Last few dollars. But she gave him money, right? Who was she? His mom. She gave him a dollar. That's still money, but I'm saying she gave him money. money. Listen, money. Let me finish my sentence. Okay, let's finish what she talking. She gave him money. It wasn't. It wasn't a whole amount that was at what he needed. He was just. He was already dealing with being in a deficit. Yeah. You know. That money. What that hundred dollars was not his. I would have sold that damn lizard, reptile. Rawr. <laughs> Yo, yo, let me end the wait a minute segment. <laughs> yeah. What have you watched, heard, or have done that made you say, wait a minute? Honestly, nothing. I've been spending a lot of time doing some creative stuff. Okay. I haven't been watching that much TV because we are re-recording this uh, episode. Mm -hmm. It is already the Grammys night, the night of the Grammys. Um, we watched that, you know what I'm saying? That's what I, I tuned into and mm -hmm. I watched that shit with you, but I haven't really been watching much. I think for me, I've been waiting for you to come back. I've been waiting for like a dystopian film. 
Um, growing up, I was really into a lot of uh, films, like dystopian films or series. And mm-hmm. the last one that I felt was really great was The 3%. Mm-hmm. I discovered it late on Netflix, but I like watched all of it. I definitely would recommend that show, especially if people like to see how capitalism works and like the relationship between those who need things the most and like how they get over in order to survive. It's like the survival versus thriving um, concept of that show, but I'm looking for something like that um, again, and I haven't found anything, so if folks have recommendations, please swing it my way, but um, I haven't gotten an opportunity to tap in uh, to to anything, really. I think the, the Grammys for me definitely was blacker, but the Grammys for me always gets it wrong. I mean, always gets it wrong. Album of the year should have gone to Beyonce or Mary. Preferably Beyonce for me because that album, Chef's Kiss. You know? You said Chef's Kiss. Chef's Kiss. Like, I just don't get it. Um, I also think that the relationship with the Grammys has always been very much so problematic when it comes to black artistry. You know? And... It's hard because people deserve so much more. Mm -hmm. And hip-hop was being celebrated. It was a great segment. Um, However, I think uh, hip-hop just can't be a segment, you know? Like, there's so much... Like, there's so much to cover in such a short period of time. And let's not forget, in 1989, how the Grammys treated hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like... We got to do a better job in uh, understanding the history of the genre and why that was a full circle moment. But hell, that shit for me. What about you? Rambled. That's why I was just rambling on and on and on and on and on. It's all right. It's all right. I was literally at work this morning and got a group message from our lovely cousin. Mm hmm. The dude was asking about prominent figures in black history. And man, and he asked the question too, he was showing pictures of those figures. The first one was Jackie Robinson, he got it right. Second one, the man said Martha Stewart. For Harry and motherfucking Tubman. For Harry and motherfucking Tubman. And he said, you know Martha Stewart is the white woman, right? He said, I know now. I was like, brother man, where have you been? Brother Rock. Brother Rock. Rock. Brother Rock. If you know, you know. So I said, I said, wow. That's all I had to say. With my emoji, with the the mind blown. Like, wow. Like, what? I don't Uh. get it. Honestly. When you sent me that video... I didn't send that. Our cousin did. You right. Sometimes I be in group chats and forget which one I'm in. But more to the story is... I said the shit... I, all I could respond is Harriet, Harriet would have shot him. <laughs> That's all I had to say. If you know, you know. I, I was like, wow. You definitely wasn't going to get your way to freedom, freedom, freedom. No. Acting like that. No, not like that. 
You don't know the nigga who freed the nigga? On a mission. On a mission? Didn't lose nobody on her track. On her track, period. No one. She probably had to shoot shoot some niggas in a, in a, in a beggar or some shit like that. But, come on. You, your ass gonna get the freedom or you gonna be somebody's dinner. Like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> freedom, 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 freedom. I just don't know. There's a cold motherfucker on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's how they described her back in the days. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, I ain't no joke. You know what Rock Kim said? I ain't no joke. She, she was not no joke. He was talking about Harriet. Yeah. <laughs> This motherfucker had a nerd to say monster. Ain't no joke. She gonna make a nigga smoke. If you don't wanna escape, she gonna choke. <laughs> Period. I, I was like, wow, well, like, dude, no. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. That's how Harriet popped up at the fucking plantation. I see it right now. It's been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Come to the woods or get step two. I can just see it. Step two. Wicky, wicky, wicky. <laughs> That's the smack. That's her smacking niggas. Bro, honestly, shout out to motherfucking Harriet Tubman. Period. Yes. Follow black women. All the time. Every oh. time. <laughs> I know. I saw it for it. <laughs> All the time. Every time. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Listen, I can't take it. I can't wait. That's that's Harriet. I can't wait. Get your asses and let's go. This nigga, oh, oh my god. This is dedicated to the lovers, to the hunters, and you, and you, and you. I can't wait, I can't wait, no, I can't wait, no, I can't wait. Oh, I was actually singing. The original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if he was sampling her. Oh, I can't wait, no, I can't wait. It exists in the same universe, though. Harriet wasn't playing with these niggas. Not at all. Got them all out. Hey! Hey! Keep quiet back there. <laughs> Yo, she was a black wolf. You know, so you already know. With swag. No games. I ain't really here. No, hey. no games. You already know. Nobody. No, for real. Da, da, da. Yeah, try to get y'all niggas to freedom. Exactly. Oh, freedom! I'm on a mission, girl. I ain't taking no chances. You ride with me. Let's go. Ride, ride, ride. That's how I see that. You know the <laughs> ride, ride, fuck, <laughs> nigga. Can you imagine? Fuck this. <laughs> Our asses would have been got got because Harriet would have shot us because we laughing too much. What the fuck y'all laughing for? This ain't a laughing situation. Like, like, I keep me a piece of steel. Please, 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 still. please be still. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, literally. 
That's what I said. He's probably had his head to somebody. Ride, ride, fuck, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I done told y'all, ass. This, this is the last time. This is the last time. <laughs> the last drop. <laughs> Motherfucker talking about some. He didn't know Harriet Tubman. You don't know Harriet Tubman. That's all she done did for you. That's all she done motherfucking did for you. Don't even come out your mouth saying follow black women. You don't even know the nigga to know. <laughs> and it was the the it was that picture too. You can't I can't deny it. I'm a straight rider. You don't wanna fuck with me. It was the da 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 That's the picture. Sitting there just like Sitting that. Sitting there. Y'all know y'all know I don't even gotta say what picture they show to Harriet. Y'all know what picture it is. Oh, I didn't know she was white. Then how the fuck the name popped up? What 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 gave her name being Martha? And what gave the last name being Stewart? I I I I made a good point there. I made a good point, right? How do you know how do you how do you not know she was how do you not know that Martha wasn't white? You know what I'm saying? Like, because niggas ain't had them names back in the day. Maybe they did. You know how masters used to be? You know? Mm-hmm. Toby. You know what I'm saying? Like. Seriously. I'm mad I did this. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it's Black History Month, and y'all pissing me off every damn day. I don't deserve this shit. All I could say was a wild, mind-blowing emoji. Mind-blowing decisions. Mind-blowing. I hope whoever he dates will forever consider that video. Because why? Collision. That's exactly what Harriet would have gave his ass. Must decide how to go. (laughs) (laughs) Why is Sucky Toy over here marching in the couch? Looking left and right like she's going through the woods. At this point, we are wrapping up today's episode. Once we high, we got to, to go. go. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Don't think too long. <laughs> no, that shit not funny, but for real. No, what we're saying is... You listen, don't know Harriet, motherfucking Tubman. No, you fuck this. You don't know Harriet, motherfucking Tubman. That's the thing. That's that's the gotcha gotcha. <laughs> This motherfucker done, done extended wait a minute to a whole goddamn 30 minutes. Because his ass want to play. That's, 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 that, that's the gotcha gotcha. That's the gotcha gotcha. I, I was like, wow. You don't know Harriet motherfucking tough. I'm going to need us to get it together. You don't know my name. I swear. Mm-mm. It is, I sw- uh, See, you know what? He don't know what he's doing to me. You know what? It, I won't tell. <laughs> That's what it's giving. <laughs> because what the fuck was <laughs> that? Listen, we gonna close out today's episode of the Broke Black Bougie Podcast. Y'all need to know Harriet Tubman. I don't want to see no more shit trending on social media with y'all not knowing. It's Google. I don't understand how you don't know the most famous picture of Harriet. I just don't know. You know? Get in tune with your history. That's the most important thing. Stack your bag. And stop 
existing under these masks where you you think you got it like that, but you don't. And there you have it. <laughs> Drop mic. <laughs> That's vibration because the mic fell. Till next time, y'all. <laughs>